Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Parenting Culture Podcast, a podcast where we have inclusive and diverse conversations around parenting. I am your host, Dr. Anjali Ferguson. I am really thrilled to bring you another episode today. Our episode is going to focus on a much needed conversation around fatherhood, and we're going to be joined by another one of our team members, Dr. Jide Bamushigbin, who has expertise in uh, father research, particularly with Black and Latina dads. Um, Dr. Bumashigbin is a father himself of two wonderful little sons, and he brings both his clinical expertise and his personal knowledge to the table today. So I am thrilled for you all to tune in and I hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Culture Podcast. This is Dr. Ferguson again, and I am coming to you today with a really, really important topic with a dear friend of mine, another member of Parenting Culture, Dr. Jide Bumashigbin. We are going to talk to you about fatherhood, and we want to talk to you about fatherhood for so many reasons. One, because we never really talk about fathers when it comes to parenting. The data and the research is so, so limited. But fathers make up half of the parenting journey, right? Um, And as a dad himself and somebody with expertise in this area, I really think Dr. Bomashigbin is somebody who can speak to a lot of knowledge and a lot that we should pay attention to when we're talking about fatherhood. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So nice to see you. Absolutely. It's wonderful to talk with you too. Um, Well, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe about your um, professional background and a little bit about home life and why this is such an important topic for you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So let's see. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Um, um, although I've been in Southern California for the last 10 years. So like all of my adult life, essentially I've lived in Southern California. Um, I am a father. I have two young boys, um, seven and four. Mm. Um, and my research as a professor, when I was a professor, I'm not a professor anymore. Uh, but when I was a professor, my research was focused mostly on, uh, paternal mental health. Um, with the focus on Black and Latino fathers, right? So uh, mental health is a topic that has been gaining, I think, just a lot more attention lately, right? It's it's, it's a bit sexy, right? Uh, A little more. Um, And I was researching when it wasn't, right? (laughs) You know, Um, so my research focused mostly on paternal depression and what are the factors in a father's life that might lead to them having more of being more depressed and yeah. how does that depression affect them and their families later on? Right. Awesome. So that was kind of the, what most of my area was on. Yeah. That's, I mean, again, so interested in such a needed area of discussion. Cause we talk so much about maternal depression, like postpartum depression, all of that care is really geared towards mothers. Mm-hmm. But I think your research just really highlights this huge need for us to also pay attention to fathers and how mm-hmm. that depression process can still happen for fathers too. Absolutely. A- absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's this whole debate, I guess, in our field about whether fathers can have postpartum depression, right? Um, And I think that there is good faith debate to be had on both sides, right? Um, But the thing I like people to think about is that depression is not always a physical reaction, Mm. right? There are some who think of it as like, well, it's the hormones in your, you know, in your body and, you know, the chemicals in your brain and whatnot, but it's not necessarily always that simple, right? The, you know, the National Institute of Health has spent a lot of money trying to map out and understand these things. And 
they they can't really right because mm-hmm. it's super complicated so taking out the the biological aspect of it right fathers still go through sleep changes right mm-hmm. that, that and that's just a huge one that yeah we don't talk about enough, right? Is that's true. If pe- pe- people are not sleeping well, they're not happy, right? Um, financial changes, right? Uh, changes to their social lives, right? Their social lives, depending on what it was like before. Now that you have a baby, you can't do the things that you're used to, right? Those things are not only happening to moms, so they can happen to dads, and it can be related to depression in them in the same way. Yeah. But so, I mean, just a basic question. Why should we care? Why should we care about dads? Right. That is a great question. Why should we care? Well, you know, everybody has a father. Right. (laughs) So just starting every every (laughs) single person who exists, who's ever existed has a father. That is a fact. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many different family structures that happen, right? You know, there are people, two moms, two dads, uh, dad and a mom, um, dad doesn't live in the house, dad maybe works somewhere else, single dad, single mom, so many different structures, right? But whoever it is that's playing the role of parent plays an impact on your life, whether they're there or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people talk about the effect that paternal absence has on them, right? Yeah. That matters, right? You can even have a dad who's in the house, right? But if he's not doing what he needs to do or not supporting in the way that you want to, um, you're not, it's going to affect you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it affects everybody. So um, it's just, we, we all have a dad, right? We all have a father. Um, and there, and, and I think this is something that only happened once I became a parent. I recognize like the humanity that my parents had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, wow, you're not just mom and dad. You're like full people with full lives and like stuff happens outside of outside of me as a child. Right. And you kept like, a whole human me alive. <laughs> you know, you went you went to work every day. You worked hard. You, you know, you tried your best to protect me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so just recognizing that humanity about all of the all parents that exist, right? Like you're a full person with a full life that things have happened to before you have kids, things will continue to happen to you while you have kids and they affect you, right? So let's understand it. Um, And some of the more negative stuff, let's address it. And maybe we can more positively affect each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that so much because truly we miss so much of the picture when we only focus on moms and sure moms are tend to be most accessible, I guess, is the word I'll use, which is probably why we focused on moms so much in our research and our interventions because moms are there. Um, sometimes that p- paternal absence, like you speak to is more present, um, for various different reasons, but dads do exist. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just don't know enough about dads and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's just as nuanced as moms, yep, right? Exactly. It's so different dad to dad, family to family. And, I appreciate you looking into this work too, because it really just to this day, 2022, such a huge gap in our psychological mm-hmm. literature. Uh-huh. Are there, I mean, whether coming from either your personal experiences or even your research, are there specific things, um, specific factors that impact dads versus moms? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most interesting things that 
I found in like my my research on paternal depression and paternal mental health um, is that a mom being depressed has a lot more impact on a dad being depressed. Mm. So like that is the second strongest predictor of whether a dad will be depressed. First is whether he's had his own depression previous in his own life. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second is whether the mom is depressed, because by golly, if mom is depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, the the house and primarily if you're thinking about them as the primary caregiver, as they often are. Right. Mm -hmm. That affects every single person in the house. Right. And impacting the dad. And, you know, depression is something that impacts your social relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you're not you're not the kind of like Snickers. You're not you when you're depressed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it impacts them. But it's funny because it doesn't quite go the other way around. Right. Paternal depression doesn't necessarily impact maternal depression the same way. Um, And I think that there's a lot of different things that might play a role in that. One, um, I don't think we can under depression in men looks different. Right. So I don't think you, you can be look. Somebody can be depressed right in front of you as a man and you're not able to understand it or see it quite the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I think also uh, fathers um, are less likely to admit it to themselves. Right. So, you know, if somebody else can identify it, they're not likely to see it in themselves and they're um, likely to engage in maladaptive coping strategies that like impact the whole family negatively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. The fact that moms and mom's mood have such an impact on dads. I feel like Mm -hmm. that speaks to just that co-parenting relationship mm-hmm. so much and the mm-hmm. uh, codependence in a lot of ways of that mm-hmm. relationship to make sure that home is, I don't want to use the word stable, but stable in some respects. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you bringing up this conversation about how depression just looks different mm-hmm. in dads. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much that's like society telling men um, that they can't express certain mm-hmm. emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like suck it up and just keep pushing through. I'm sure that has a really wearing response yep. on males. Yep. Pa- patriarchy is a prison, you know, masculinity <laughs> is a prison. It, it, it really is. And it traps everybody. Right. So a lot of men think being a good parent means providing for the family. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, in a certain era in this country, that was the idea, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go to work, you know, and you come home with that paycheck and you you do that with stability, you've done a great job, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we want more from more from dads now, right? And we should, and we should have always expected more from dads, right? And we want more from them than that. Um, so I think that that is kind of hard for a lot of people because they're like, well, I thought this was my role, yeah. right? And even a lot of, you know, men with their female partners, their female partners have internalized that role too, as well. Like your job is to do that. I don't need you to do this other stuff. Right. Um, I don't need you to change diapers. I don't need you to do whatever. I need you to go to work. I need you to protect. I need you to, you know, the, the gender normed idea of what a father is supposed to be. Yeah. Right. They have that. Um, and it just impacts the family, I think negatively. Right. So moving away from what a parent is supposed to be, right? Or what a role is supposed to be versus what needs to be done in the house, right? And how it can be managed equitably, right? Yeah. That's the, those are the conversations we need to have. Yeah. I think I spent a little time in gender role research in Mm -hmm. grad school and this whole notion that you're speaking to of like egalitarian or equitable roles Mm -hmm. is 
scientifically healthier for a family, right? Mm -hmm. Where we share the responsibilities across financial burdens and parenting. And I'll say too, it is so hard, even when you're (laughs) mindful of it as somebody who has studied it and Mm -hmm. psychologists myself, when we had our first our, our kiddo. Um, my husband really wants to be involved. He is incredibly involved. Um, but there, even to this day, there's moments where I have the urge to swoop in and be yep. mom superhero. Cause in my head, I'm like, I could do this faster, quicker, you know, just mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I have had conversations where he's like, look, I got this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got this. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. just take a breath. Mm -hmm. I can also do this task with Mm -hmm. him. Um, You don't have to swoop in. And I've talked about this with like some of my, my female friends too, where this urge just comes in and you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I could ask him to change the diaper. I'll just do it faster. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like if you have experiences like that with, with your partner or like (laughs) thinking back, you know, I 100% I have. Um, and, And there's a, there's a name for this phenomenon actually. Okay, there is a name. It is called maternal gatekeeping. Um, And it is when a parent and, you know, it's really any parent could gatekeep another parent. Right. But this is what we're talking about in this context. So it's maternal gatekeeping when a parent kind of restricts or has permissions on the relationship between a father and a child. Right. And and to be clear, there are some times when maternal gatekeeping is a good thing, right? If a father is abusive, right? Please gatekeep, (laughs) right? Keep them away from a child. I want to be clear, right? So it's not always a bad thing, right? But if a father is trying to be involved in the way that they know how, right? Um, It can be, how do I say this? It can be frustrating as 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 a father to try to deal with it. You know, because you're doing your best, like, okay, well, let me change the diaper. Let me get the bottle. You know, I'll take him to the doctor's appointment. You know, I'll do these things. But somebody always there saying, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I can do it. You know, I can do it this way. When in reality, it's really about the internalized gender norms that a mom may be feeling. Yeah. Right. That that happens a lot because the reality is when something goes wrong with kids, everybody always blames mom. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) you know, that's a function of patriarchy and sexism, right? We always blame the mom. So they feel like, oh, no, I have to make sure everything's tip top 100 percent. But that's just not realistic. Yeah. You know, and you'll and you'll burn yourself out and build resentment. So what happens a lot of times people will gatekeep. And then at a certain point, somebody's going to say, forget it. You want to do it? (laughs) You go ahead and do it. Right. Right. And which then perpetuates this like cycle of Mm -hmm. you feeling like your partner's not helping, but Uh you're actually like consciously or subconsciously like putting these barriers in place for them to actually help and be a part Uh of stuff. Uh It's hard, man. I mean, with when society for generations has told you that that is your role as a female, this is your role as a male Uh in the parenting relationship and journey. Those are things that are just really hard to break. And I imagine for dads too, you know, nowadays we are seeing like more representation of dads in mm-hmm. like books and movies and media where you see involved dads mm-hmm. or what that, what dad or fatherhood looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of that when it comes to moms, we see what motherhood looks like across various different cultures and generations mm-hmm. and such, but it almost feels like there's less for dads to kind of pull from. Mm-hmm. while they build their own idea of what fatherhood looks like for them. Absolutely. 
it, it, it's unfortunate, you know, like, because I mean, think about like the Simpsons, right? It's Homer Simpson and Marge is a stay at home mom and she handles everything, right? Yeah. Peter Griffin, same thing, right? I, I do think there is more positive media lately in the last 10 years or so, right? But a lot of people just grew up on images of dad does A, mom does B. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and it, it, it and it's it, it it takes some unlearning. It takes a lot of discussions and a lot of unlearning, you know, because it it it, it it's happened to us all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all received the same messages. So it's, how yeah. can how can anybody pretend like they're better than anybody else? We all we all got them. Right. And it is so generational too. I feel like it's, it's probably like millennial generation. I feel like I started to see some shifts in some Mm -hmm. of this. Um, But even, you know, my husband and I going through our parenting journey, I remember um, his parents came shortly after we gave birth to come help out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And his dad said to him, where were you when she was delivering? Like, what did you do when she mm-hmm. was delivering? And my husband's like, what do you mean? I was right there. Like mm-hmm. I was in the delivering room, like mm-hmm. cut the umbilical cord. I did. And his dad was floored. Like yeah. he was like, what? Because mm-hmm. generationally that just wasn't a part of what they did back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so that was just like brand new to him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't understand why my husband <laughs> would be in the delivery room with me. Um, and I think even just those like tiny, not really tiny. Cause it was pivotal that he was there with me. Right. But right, like right. that understanding for his parents to kind of grasp that that's where we are, um, feels so cultural and generational in so many yes. ways. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's such a great point. And like, while we're along the lines of culture, you know, you've done a lot of work with black dads and Latina dads, anything you see that seems like specific to culture when it comes to stigmas or involvement? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, this, this is, uh, <laughs> this could be a whole other episode, right? <laughs> um, but 100%, there is a prevailing notion. So, and, and I, and I would say this isn't only exclusive to fathers either. This, I think this can apply to mothers, but everybody thinks that they can know what's happening in somebody's family based on like whether a parent lives with somebody else, mm-hmm. um, whether parents are married, right? Mm-hmm. Like pe- people try to use those as proxies of involvement and in family stuff. And they're really not right. Like you can be and, and often to the detriment of black fathers and Latino fathers, right? Yeah. Because there's reasons why these groups are tend to be unmarried mm-hmm. or, or less likely to be married and more likely to live outside the house, right? There is structural, societal racism, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, but there's this idea that, you know, oh, well, you know, unmarried fathers, you know, X, Y, Z, right? But that's really not the case. There are lots of people who, you could talk to 10 couples who aren't married. They'll give you a million reasons why they're not married. They'll give you 10 million reasons why they're not married. That doesn't mean that they're not being involved. Yeah. Right. You can have a father. There are people who have fathers whose fathers literally live in their house and they come home from work and they sit in front of the TV until the end of the night and don't mm-hmm. say a word to their children. Mm-hmm. That is actually a, a, a thing that happens. Right. Versus their fathers who may not live with their kids, who may, who pick them up from school every day, drop them off every day, play with them, you know, or whatever it is. Right. So um, 
there's a lot of stereotypes about these groups, particularly Black and Latino fathers. Oh, they're not involved. Yeah. Oh, they're deadbeats. Um, but the data, and this is like a large study from the CDC showed that that's actually not true, right? Yeah. Black fathers in particular are the most likely to engage with their kids and do stuff like brush, brush their teeth, read with them, play with them, right? Whether they live with them or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about not looking at those figures, right? Oh, unmarried parents and just immediately going, oh, that means that, you know, these men are not involved in their kids' life. That's not true. We don't know that. Yeah. Right. You know, and particularly when we're talking about marriage, um, there are a lot of people who, you know, receive benefits from the state, right? If they live with somebody or they're married, those things get cut off immediately. Yeah. Right. And I'm, you know, many people are not ready to do that. Right. So they can <laughs> yeah. be in a loving relationship, right. And have a father who's involved, but because of, society and poverty, you know, and structural issues, they're not able to. So, you know, just understanding that just knowing that somebody's unmarried and not living with their child doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. No, I appreciate that reminder because there are just, like you said, so many systemic and structural barriers. And mm-hmm. it's something we try and speak to a lot within this space. I think when we talk about parenting within parenting culture, we try and take into account those contextual factors that are so, so present mm-hmm. for those specific communities. You've mentioned Black and Latina communities, Indigenous communities. You know, there's just a lot outside of control that then impacts family structure and ability mm-hmm. to be involved too, in a lot of ways. Exactly. But also recognizing that involvement might look different from what you know white dominant culture tells us involved exactly exactly yeah um i just i also think of like there's now more campaigns um and just role models for what fatherhood can look like in minoritized communities too Mm -hmm. like i love following dj khaled on social media Mm -hmm. um because he is just such a hype man for his kids like he loves being a dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that type of representation is so important too, because like you said, historically, I feel like minoritized men are painted in such a light that they're just, you know, you said deadbeat or uninvolved or, you know, just don't care even is kind of what media shows us. And I think that's so untrue, like the the data that you've pointed to as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. So much. But like you said, maybe we will talk about that in another episode and pull that apart a little bit more because there is so much there when it comes to specifically minoritized fathers and the, the like greater attention we need to pay to, to what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Any gems from your own parenting experience you want to share with folks? Oh, gems from my own parenting experience. Oh boy. Uh, this is one that my 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 wife and I always like to say, okay? At the end of the day, the kids don't want anything but you as the parent. It's true. It's true. You know, there are times where it's the weekend and like, I'm so tired from the week and I just want to like sit down and watch TV. And my kids are like, can you play board games with me? Can you read with me? Can you go out with me? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I'm like, don't you have an iPad? Just go watch the iPad. Just go, you know, just go, you know, whatever. But it's like, no, they, it's, it's, not, it's not about any of that stuff, right? You yeah. know, and, you know, there are people who can be the richest families in the world, right? And they're miserable, yeah. right? Because they think it's about all that stuff versus the family of 10 who lives in one bedroom, mm-hmm. right? But who loves, who really loves each other, right? Because they know that's what matters, right? Is that yeah. your kids really just want you. That, that's what I always have to say. 
Yeah. I love that. They just want you, that relationship mm-hmm. and connection with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. is all they're seeking. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of that, even with my two-year-old, like if mm-hmm. I am not paying attention to him and connected in those moments uh-huh. that he knows I should be, oh mm-hmm. man, like we mm-hmm. find out, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> so I love that. Well, we're coming to the end of our episode. And what we always like to do is leave listeners with some type of homework assignment or activity to kind of incorporate what we've talked about today. So we've spoken Mm -hmm. broadly about fatherhood and uh, parental paternal involvement and that, um, that codependency or co-parenting kind of relationship to anything related Mm -hmm. to all of that, that folks can take away from today. 100%. So, and this is, uh, (laughs) I don't want this to go against everything I've said. Okay. But and, I, you know, I'm a data guy. Right. Yeah. I believe in the numbers and, you know, the surveys as a as a man, as a father, there's more than likely there's more that you can do to support your partner. OK, do ask them about it and do it. Mm-hmm. OK, like they've done the studies about even, even in families where they think they're doing equitably and egalitarian. Oftentimes they find that still moms tend to, you know, carry on a little more of that burden. Right. Ask your female partner. What can I do to help you? Like this week, what do you need for me to help you? Right. And just do it. Not to imply that you're not, you've not been involved this whole time and that your role is not important. Right. But as a father, there's almost always more you can do. So check in with mom, ask them. I love that. Check in with mom and just ask them. That's a great tip. Cause you're right. I mean, there's so, so many times where I, if my husband ha- asks, then I'm quick to say yes, but I don't <laughs> like think to like express it every time too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that tip. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I, we really appreciate your expertise. And for everybody listening in, um, you know, you can find us at our website, which is www.parentingculture.org um, and follow us on Instagram, which is at Parenting Culture. So you'll see Dr. Um, G Day's work there, which is focused on fatherhood. And, you know, he'll often contribute when we've got topics related to that. Um, and if you've got any specific questions for him to send it our way and we'll send it to him. Um, but we, again, appreciate you all being here. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. Absolutely.